Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Living in the real world, not living out of a tour bus. Right. It's like, hang on, this is 1992, and, and, and it's like the world seems to be slowly falling apart. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and joining me, as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy. It's so weird to be back on the computer. Mm. I haven't been on the computer for weeks, it feels <laughs> like. And now I'm on the computer... Talking to my friends, one of whom <laughs> has not been introduced yet. The man on the computer himself. On a different computer, though. I'm Adam Knox. It's not the same computer that we're yes. all on. We're all mm. on different computers in different locations. It's this new thing we're trying out fresh to this year, 2022. Yep. We're, we're, we're doing podcasts over computers. Yes. Yep. Mum has let us use the computer this afternoon because <laughs> we got all our mm -hmm. homework done. And it is good to be talking to you boys on the computer. Wait, uh, hold on. No, you can't pick up the phone. <laughs> Don't pick up the phone. It'll wreck it. Rosie, Trust you can me. play Jazz Jackrabbit later. I'm talking to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we are doing this remotely because I am in Brisbane uh, at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. I'm on at the Powerhouse until Sunday, May the 22nd, uh, doing my show Turtle Island. If you haven't been yet, please come down. And thank you to the... Uh, few filth that have been down already. I assume there was a man sitting in the front row last night wearing a Pikachu t-shirt who I have to assume <laughs> came along from this podcast. And uh, there are there are a handful of Pokemon references in the show, which I, I would assume he wasn't aware of when he came in. But fuck me, his face lit up. <laughs> he was <laughs> loving it. Maybe very... he's not he's not a member of the filth. He just heard tell that there were Pokemon <laughs> references. And he's like, fuck, I got to get down there. <laughs> It's, it's so embarrassing hard. to like to because you're not meant to wear like a band's merch to their show, <laughs> and if you do that, but then what the fuck? The Pokemon of the opening act? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I just putting myself in that position. If I was in the front row of a gig and then something that I had on my t-shirt was referenced in the show, I would feel kind of ashamed, even though it's nothing to uh, do with me. I would feel listen a bit to embarrassed. that. He's telling a joke about a big curry stain. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, you can go see Tommy uh, in Brisbane. But if you want more comedy from Tommy Dasselow and me and Adam, you can go to our Patreon. We do an extra podcast every god darn week, uh, sort of called Nintendo 69. Um, don't tell Nintendo. Well, we just talk about a bunch of other stuff that's not video games. Um, I think we're going to talk about a movie on the upcoming one, if mm -hmm. not more than one movie. But sometimes <laughs> we just talk about stuff that's happened during the week or um, or uh, whatever takes our fancy. And yeah, you can go to patreon.com slash filthycasualspod to get that and uh, early access to our YouTube videos, uh, one a week uh, at least. Um 
for what is it, ten dollars US a month, which is an yeah. absolute bargain. It's like and we buying should us say, a beer each. Do we want to? Uh, we we could do like a little mini review uh, in the middle of plugging the YouTube because one th- uh, we've got like a little series that's happening at the moment over three installments. We played oh. the FMV game Five Dates. Uh, Speaking yes. of doing it over the computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like that a was weird... <laughs> I didn't know that it was a pandemic-focused uh, dating game going in. We just sort of saw yeah. and thought it would be funny to do a little dating game. Mm. But it was very much set in the midst of 2020. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, weirdly nostalgic even at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, I was controlling it. You guys were giving me advice. Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly fun and not terribly acted so um yeah we've done all of it we've pre-recorded it uh the first part is out for patrons so patreon.com slash filthy casuals pod to watch us date yeah, <laughs> women. yeah. In, in well, and then it goes up a... on the regular youtube a week later yes. we've got other videos there like a uh, we did a video playing the demake of bloodborne yep. yeah which was really cool looking we didn't play through the whole thing but we had a little look at it and uh, it put me in a in a retro games mood this week, which I'll talk about later. But okay. hell yeah, yes, you you loved it. I, I, as did I think we all. We were very impressed by it. But you were uh, yeah, you were getting some real real triggers, Nox. <laughs> Dude, anything that takes me back to the night. You put a ghost drop in my mouth, and I'm catatonic for 45 <laughs> minutes, just reminiscing back yeah. to the time when I had serotonin in my brain, bloodstream. Where does it go in your body? Both. I think it comes out of your pancreas. Oh, nice. Well, whatever my pan- whatever happened to my pancreas around the year 2003 or four, I guess just puberty. Yep. But either way, it's yep. all been downhill since then, as it is for most people. <laughs> but yeah, I want to say for anyone who's not uh, on the Patreon and hasn't seen the video yet, it's pretty easy to skip past five dates. I think it looks like the sort of thing that might be a bit, I don't know, right. lame or poorly done. But um, if you're in a situation where... You've got housemates around, or mates, or even yeah, like with a partner who doesn't play games. It's um, it's a fun communal experience. You mm. you create like a little online dating profile, and then uh, yeah, you go on these dates and you get kind of given these choices of how to react and and what to say. And uh, yeah, it takes like maybe two hours to play through, and yep. um, it's it's fun. Like it's it's a, a much higher quality. Uh, package than I think we were all expecting. So, yeah, a bit of a mm. recommend. If you're looking for something a bit different to play with other people around, uh, I think we would all vouch for the, um, yeah, the fun that you can have playing five dates. It's the acting. It, it, like, yeah. the, the acting is pretty decent in it, and it does make me think that maybe just every FMV game just had a lower quality of actor. Right. Or maybe they're bad actors, but they're British, so you can't tell as easily or something. <laughs> I feel like British yeah. actors especially get away with being worse at acting than people say they are. Right. That's yeah. why so many of them are in American movies and, you know, are the big... Like, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't a good actor. <laughs> no, he's not. Right. He's, I he's, completely agree. <laughs> he's got a weird-looking face and a funny accent, though, so everyone's like, ah, hello. Mm. I guess this guy must be Shakespearean. And so he's in five dates and that's really <laughs> No, but it's also like $8 or something. So you yeah. Uh there's a bunch of them by this company. I think they maybe were all were on sale or had a PS plus discount, but um yeah, well worth it. Well worth a couple of hours. Um what else has been going on this week, lads? Well, it's good that there's weird little, uh, you know, unknown sort of games that you can stumble upon and have a good time with because there is 
Not an enormous amount of new stuff coming out this year for the remainder of the year, really. Yeah. And uh, even less after this week because Starfield got delayed to uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. I think they said first half of 2023 specifically is my sort of... That rings um, a bell for me. Imagining they will be trying as hard as they can. Yeah, first half of 2023. I imagine they will be trying as hard as they can to get it into this like fiscal year, which ends in March in the US. Right. But uh, a lot of people didn't seem surprised by this delay. And like I saw um, someone on Twitter, I think Jason Schreier being like, this doesn't surprise me because I talked to people at something and they were saying if they make us put it out on that date, uh, it'll be the next cyberpunk was the was the term that he heard people saying. Uh, multiple yeah, people apparently yeah. saying next cyberpunk. Yeah. But I, I was surprised by this, honestly. Well, yeah, because this is... Uh not an Xbox exclusive, but it is one of the first games, if not like the first Bethesda game that will come out after the acquisition. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Definitely straight the first on the Game Pass, like, AAA, and straight on the Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I can't think. And is this this is I think what's been going around as well. There haven't been any other big um, Xbox first exclusive or Game Pass day one. Triple A releases this year, is that right? Um uh, Yeah, it could be I mean, this was certainly their yeah. big one. This is of the scale where like similar to when they put back Halo Infinite. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. that's like, right. This was the, yeah. the the sort of the linchpin that they were building their whole year around. And yeah, it's it's off. Which I yeah. you know, good on them, I suppose, for having the wherewithal, both with Halo Infinite, which maybe still even needed or, you know, maybe not even maybe not even more time. Maybe it needed slightly different direction or something. There are problems, right. especially with the tail end that exists of that game now, of the mm-hmm. seasons coming out that are, right. are yes, that's true. more fundamental to the construction of that game than, than you know, polish. But yep. uh, Bethesda being given the opportunity to put polish onto one of their games is definitely a good thing. And that's it, that is true. It feels like every single Bethesda major game that's ever come out, or Bethesda Studios, not yeah. Machine Games or Arcane or whatever, has come out buggy and uh, running poorly and has needed significant patches and stuff. Like all the Fallout games, uh, Skyrim is still buggy. You know, like most of the games, Fallout seventy six was a, a huge one where both the approach and the delivery were bad. Mm. Um, but it Which, also, I, I, I don't know, I, I haven't been, like Fallout 4 I loved, I, I tend to look past those bugs, I look past them with Cyberpunk, you know, like it's not something that bothers me, but they are known for it, you know, like, <laughs> that is one yeah. of their things. <laughs> so when they, they're saying this could be, be the next Cyberpunk, Ben's like, get it out, this sounds great, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. sign me up, I'll be there in November. Fun. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's kind of offensive to them because they were the original Cyberpunk, like <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. how right. Cyberpunk came along and took their mantle, because you're right, yeah. even after so that 10 Cyberpunk years, could run. Yeah, <laughs> so Cyberpunk could like T pose and move and forward then hover away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the fact that yeah, Skyrim still has issues after 150 re releases in 10 years and all of yeah. that sort of stuff. Like they're just they they're 100 percent not known for their polish as right, a studio. Right. And the, I guess Which, you get that kind of leverage with uh yeah, an, an acquisition from Microsoft probably does give you that leverage to be able to spend a bit more time on it rather than feeling the pressure to to get it out, you right. know, when you initially said. You know what I mean? Especially when, mm. when Microsoft is still in the uh 
the the era or whatever that this is still the time frame where they need to be making good impressions with this kind of new pitch they've got for themselves which is first party studios day one on game pass mm-hmm. and if day one is a bad experience then well why would what benefit does game pass have when the game isn't even worth playing until it would have been discounted to 10 bucks anyway right you know right. so and that it worked with Halo. The Halo did as much as people now, you know, who are still playing it have issues with, um, or, or dropping off it as well, have issues with how the multiplayer is being handled. It That delay led to that having a really successful launch, both in terms of number of players and amount of mu- subscriptions they probably got to mm. Game Pass yeah. and reception. So like, And it was definitely polished. Obviously, the issue was they cut out or they weren't able to include a bunch of stuff. But mm. what what was there in the single player was like it ran well, it looked good, it made sense, it you know. It was a good game. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I didn't find the Starfield thing, uh, the the delay that surprising because they've mm. still shown barely any of it. Like it was kind of getting into that territory of like, well, if this is coming out in a few months, like, shouldn't we be? seeing something of it at this point. It's similar, though, to yeah. how they were with Fallout 4, which was, to me, the last major release that they did. But the 76 came in between. But, like, Fallout 4 was their last big single-player yep. role-playing game thing. Yep. And uh, they announced it pretty close to the release date, didn't show much of it, and then it just came out. And it, I just... the it Whatever it was about their marketing for this game up until this point, it seemed confident. They seemed like they... Mm. We're yeah. pretty sure it was going to come out, and I suppose it being like the big Xbox game of the year uh, added to that. But yeah, whatever. Six it had months, an actual date, shit. didn't it? Or was it just a vague time frame? It did. It I had think a there specific was a date. That's always weird. 11, when it's 11, like, 22. Yeah. That, right, that is always right. weird when it's a specific day that gets moved because you have to assume you're yeah. pretty confident, not just a quarter right. four that then slips away a few months And out, they've like. been making this game and talking about this game, not specifically calling it Starfield or, or any of that, but the like, hey, Bethesda's doing a space game has been happening since Fallout 4 came out. Like right. people have been yeah. talking about this game for a very long time. You'd assume it's been in development for a very long time. And so if that six months is the difference between this coming out polished or not, then all right. But I don't know. If, if people are talking about it as the next cyberpunk when it's sort of a year away from release, then I don't know what that six months is going to do. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I d- and I just checked, I just double checked. The release date was announced after they'd already been acquired by Microsoft. I was wondering if this was something where they were like, well, we've got to release it in November 2022 because we've run out of money by then. Or, you know, I developed, mm. like it's all building up to that. But this was after the acquisition. That This release date was announced last year during whatever i guess e3 happened last year it was during e3 so mm-hmm. i i don't know yeah they probably just realized unless we go into full crunch mode and uh we get more bad press or we get some yeah. bad press about treating our employees poorly yeah gotta delay it and microsoft's good with that stuff like they released mm. windows 11 in 2021 that's 10 years after <laughs> t- 11 so like <laughs> and it was pretty polished <laughs> frame rate was good Oh, well, <laughs> actually, I don't have Windows Eleven. I can't. I I still have ten. What am I thinking? The um uh, the, the yeah, boss, the head of the company good. that's like faced with that decision of do we delay or do we crunch, and makes the decision to crunch now in the current climate. Like, right. I 
don't think we can trust our employees to not talk to any media like while we're making them do <laughs> well, this. <It's> like <laughs> that's kind of there was some bits and pieces, and I've not been able to get a firm picture of it. But that's a little bit of what people are saying Nintendo's like at the moment. Right. Yes. Right. There's a little scuttlebutt about that, but hey, it works out for them. Because they're getting people putting out games on their things all the time. They had yeah. an indie showcase this week. Yes. Indie World. Um, so I forgot that I watched this. This morning I panicked and was like, fuck, I've got to fit in watching the whole thing. I'm like, no, no, I think I watched it as it happened. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, it was a pretty, pretty nothingy sort of group of games for me, to be honest. They like, Oh, really? I think, I mean, I think some of them looked sick. I mean, it, I guess it's always the way. Some of them interesting like, little ones. They've kind of yeah. made a rod for their own back with these things now, similar to like for ages now, any direct they have, people are like, we, we are going to fucking burn down that office if we don't see Breath of the Wild 2. And right. it's kind of become the same thing with that new Hollow Knight, the Silk Song, the oh, sequel. Yeah. People just want to see anything of that and have a date sure. so fucking badly. So anytime they're like, ah, big indie world, people just go into overdrive and assume, well, why else would you put this on? Unless <laughs> you have news about this game that you know people are absolutely yeah. fanging to see. The game that I want of. to see. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's at the point. I mean, Hollow Knight was such a big game and Silk Song is such an anticipated follow-up that it's it'll just probably be its own announcement or at the very least be in a full direct. Like it won't, bearing mm, it in a yeah. doesn't seem like the sort of thing that will happen. But And yeah. it's not the sort of game that they need to surprise you with. Like they'll let you know when they're going to fucking talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's not, uh, like I'm, I'm sure people maybe are justifying that prediction by being like, well, they'll make it, you know, the big headliner of the indie world and... Uh, showcase and that'll get it's like they don't need headliners in these you know like that the whole point is that they're all relatively unknown games that they want to give a highlight to and yeah they'll put they'll put silk song in a in a real direct because it is a big game i think that's the only reason i say that it's like nothing nothing is unfair but i think i'm at this point with indie games where like so with like big budget games i feel like it's relatively easy to be able to tell whether or not they seem like they're going to be good. Right. You can you can get a feel of them pretty mm-hmm. pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I don't get that with indie games in anywhere near the same way. Like, they all look like they could be shit or fantastic to me. I've That's got a bad... Bad radar for them. I feel, right. comple- I feel completely the opposite. I kind of feel like... You know, I know exactly like, what they're all going to be. Well, not exactly what they're all going to be, but they're, they're generally they tend to be more like a, a bit of like difference in their art style and creative approach where I can kind of tell almost immediately if something is, is in my wheelhouse and going to gel with me. Mm-hmm. And right. big budget AAA stuff tends to kind of have a, a sort of, to, to sort of look at the trailers and stuff, a bit more of a uniform approach. That's just kind of my read on it. Like, uh, yeah, I, I find it way harder to tell if I'm going to be into a big budget game than a like an indie. I can immediately go, yeah, I like bright, colourful shit. This is this is up my alley. This is a this is you know this is the right. sort of game for me. I think I'm sort of in the same. I relate to both of you, uh, and well, it kind of cuts. Aren't we a good trio to have <laughs> on the one podcast? It then. cuts both ways though, because like yeah, with with AAA games, Knox, I I think I it's easy to get a read on them because. They're very iterative, you know, like they mm-hmm. are on a on a linear progression. And so either I know I'll be into something or I don't think I will and I'm pretty confident about it. Indie games completely agreed, Tommy, like the aesthetic is a, more than a majority 
of whether or not I'll be intrigued, you know? Like, it is it is a 60 to 70% of, like, how whether I'm likely to play it, you know, will be weighted by the aesthetic. But because they're kind of innovative or trying to be innovative, it's harder to know if I'll like playing them. Yeah, sure. Um, I, yeah. But that's why I tend to... I, I, I can, like, either not watch an Indie World Showcase or I'll sit down and watch the entire thing because... It can be completely engaging, or um, I can just wait till they come out. But some of the games in this one are already out, so um, yeah, yeah, they dropped yeah. a few of them, and like others. Uh, I think it's I think it's the fact that like, because just kind of going back through and refreshing my memory of these, one of them's V V V V V V. One of them's a card game. Mm, one yeah. of the, one of them is side scrolling action pixel game. You know, which could definitely be good. I think I get that thing you're talking about with the the the, the bigger games where they're iterative with indie games. I think yep. it's the yeah. I think I think a similar thing, but God knows if I know what's actually happening in this brain. It, there tends to be a trend that's just hammered into the ground, like the yeah the pixel art side scroller thing is yeah you know, the thing that sort of I mean that's death. that's true yeah that's definitely true, um, and that's how I felt when I saw like Elekhead. It's like well that looks yeah. pretty good, but it looks similar to other stuff. Right. Um, I think and, I would know, enjoy some of the puzzles that it seems like it will have. They seem mm -hmm. like the type of puzzles I enjoy in a game, but I won't in 10 years be able to distinguish it in my memory from yeah. five other games. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of them too, it's like I'm sure I'll have a good time if and when I'm playing them, but that, you know, to just look at a trailer and it's like, yeah, this is out in two years. It's like, I mean, I, mean, I don't know why. <laughs> this. Yeah, I mean, a game, that a big AAA game that's going to be 100 hours long you know, you can kind of sizzle it for a couple of years because there's lots of different, you know, mechanics and avenues and things to sort of drip feed you with all the little systems and you could focus on one little bit in a video. But yeah, a little a little straightforward kind of puzzle indie pixel game. It's like, I oh, just just give me a week's notice. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm fine. I don't it's like some of these Knock are out the in twenty twenty three. It's like yeah. okay, it's a year away. Like it does it need the I don't know. But then yeah. also, on the other hand, and it's it, it comes down to what you're able to do with indie games and with limited resources, something like Celeste, you guys talk about all the time because the story and the way it was told and the way it was it progressed and revealed itself was effective. Um, yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's what story does. Like, humans love narratives. And there's just less scope for that in indie games. And the ones Actually, that do it are incredible at it, generally, because mm. they are innovative. Yeah, I personally don't love narratives, and uh, there's a funny reason why. Actually, it all starts about. Uh... <laughs> okay, I'm strapped in. Let's let's go, brother. Ah, <laughs> oh, the tea leaves. Wow, he hates narratives. Um, but you're right. I mean, even just the fact that these indie world showcases do kind of give a bit of a highlight to stuff that might otherwise go under the radar. And a classic example of that is. A couple of these, I was like, "Oh wow, they're out now on the eShop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, get them." And the the one game I've been playing from the Indie World Showcase this week, I found out just before I was about to buy it on the Switch eShop that it's already out on Apple Arcade. So I just, <laughs> I just already have access to it, and you know, I had no idea, and you know, so it didn't really huh. work in terms of getting me to buy it from Nintendo, but it right. did, it did give the game itself a a a spotlight which it you know it, it wouldn't have otherwise had mm. from that point of view yeah these are completely great and every game should have the opportunity to get yelled about at some <laughs> yeah, point you know right. yeah. uh what game was that yeah yeah uh the gibbon game oh really so how yeah. did you how did you play it with a controller like a 
Do we? Yeah. Do we want to talk about it now, or do we want to go through uh, what was shown in the showcase? Um, Maybe should we just let's skim through it because uh, yeah. there's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like. So, what did you guys think of Ooblets? Um, I I saw this as like a game that could potentially appeal really hard to certain people because it it is kind of polished in its aesthetic. You know, it's very complete. It's very tight. Yeah. Um, and the gameplay seems to get kind of more expansive, but um, I don't know. Is this something that you guys would play? This is a this is a great example of what I'm talking about. It's like I I love this shit that looks like this. That's mm-hmm. a, as if it's for babies. Um, is yeah, is right in my wheelhouse. It looks it's for babies, but who work at like a corporate office and they're having to watch a <laughs> training video. You know, like. There's something soulless to this type of, of, of visual to me. And I, I know that sounds really harsh, but there's something, I guess a better way of saying that is something I don't connect with with this. Right. But this right. The game looks cool. Yeah, I, you know, I've talked a lot about how my girlfriend has never been into games before and got really hooked on Animal Crossing and played mm. heaps of it. And so, you know, there was a bit of a, you know, it's it was fun to play that together. She's watched me play a couple of things over my shoulder. She she was, uh, we were kind of doing together, um, fuck, what was it called? 12 minutes? What was the? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 12 minutes. 12 minutes, yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of always on the hunt for the next thing that I think might kind of hook her in a little bit because it was really enjoyable to be able to, uh, yeah, kind of have that experience of going through something with her. And this this seems like the sort of thing that, you know, could be a fun, you know, play with someone who's a bit more casual. I think it definitely has that element to it while also having um, a bit more depth. But mm. yeah, it is it's in my wheelhouse. But I do know what you mean, Adam, the um about the the, the visual visuals. Style. There's a um I don't know if you ever hear people talk about like most animated shows now all look the same and people call it the right. CalArts style in kind of a pretty derisive kind of way of uh, this sort of yeah, people that all graduated from the same um, animation college in the States and, and right. around the same time. And there's this very, like, homogenous style to all of the new, like, Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon cartoons. And I, I personally like that style. Like, I don't mind it. It's got a bit of, like, a almost Japanese kind of anime sort of flavor to it a little bit. Um, but I know that's a big complaint that people have about, yeah, television animation. And you sort of see it seeping into some sort of video game stuff, too, that... It all tends to just look a bit. There's this very like kind of go-to template now for character design, which this is, yeah, is, it is sort of doing. It's um, it's your Donut County, yeah, and even a bit of Goose Game. Goose Game, you just saw less of it because yeah. it was about the goose, but yeah. um, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's those, in that realm. It's those fucks you get staring at you if you like go to the like customer service page of an Uber or something like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where oh, like, sure. Some people who are literally faceless because that's how that company views their empl- <laughs> like it. I don't know. There's there's something that keeps you at arm's, uh, arm's length with it. But Harvest Moon cross Pokemon is right. like a cool little uh, idea, yeah. and this looks like it might be doing some fun stuff. Yeah, and yeah, mini cool. games and stuff. I saw uh, as I was scrolling through as well. Um, so yeah, little Animal Crossing like um, some interesting mechanics and. Um, yeah, like berry, like little digging mini games and little riding, like cart racing. Like I don't know, yeah. it, it looks extremely creative in what is in the game. Uh, whether or not, yeah, the visual style is is getting a bit uh, done um, mm-hmm. 
it still looks fun, but I, I also don't know if it looks fun for my taste <laughs> as much as I'm, right. you know, tr- um, trying to be fair to it. Um, I can see some people loving it though. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple that I think won't appeal to us specifically on this list of just like sort of twin stick shooters and uh, yeah, that, that's that sort of game. Thing. I don't really right. have anything for, but. I Shorts. like the look of Elekhead. It reminds me of V V V V V V V. It's doing mm. the you know yep. the NES style thing, and it. This was the one that was made by one person. Everything, all of it, right? Is, uh, yeah, is one one dev, which is cool. Yeah, little little, uh, you know, platform puzzle game. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for this. This looks cool. But again, when's uh, oh yeah, summer 2022. So that's yeah, that's not too far away. That's coming that's up. Soon. No, no, a few months, a um, yeah, couple months. Rhythm game called Soundfall came out at the same time. I haven't looked at it, and it doesn't appeal to me. But there you it's go. A, we're, it's we're like covering it. Hades, Hades with a beat. Like I guess Hades, right. uh, cadence of what's it? Uh, wait, what's it called? Um, cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, but what's right? Yeah. Oh, uh, crypto dancer. Crypt of, of the, the necro dancer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. this I, like yeah the fact that it's kind of music based really appeals to me. I like the whole kind of conceit, mm. um, but I just don't love that it's a, a roguelite is uh, yeah. oh yeah is the sure. thing that kind of turns me off. I, I, if it was just like a straight up kind of story based linear thing, I think I would have gone in already. But I've yeah I've kind of held off because I don't. I yeah I love I love all the the setup and everything, but just the mm. gameplay looks like maybe not my thing. Oh. We forgot to mention, too, when we were talking about Bethesda before, I'll just quickly say there was a game called Redfall that they d- delayed as well, but I don't oh, know yeah. what that game is, really haven't been paying attention to it. The last thing it's I the- heard about that game is that he got glassed in a pub in Sydney. Redfoo. All right. <laughs> That's really specific. You've got to remember a really, now, really specific day of your life. Uh, yeah. Now that is, Who remembers that is Red the reason Foo that you brought all. the story up. You weren't concerned about people missing out on the news. <laughs> no, I looked at the open tab up the top of Chrome and it only had R-E-D-F and I thought, Red <laughs> yeah. Foo? Oh, wait, Redfall. And then wasted our time with that before. Uh, Soundfall, Redfall. Fall is a very generic, it's like Origins, um, calling right. a ga- game like Daggerfall. Greedfall. Well, I mean, Daggerfall is the original, I guess. But yeah, it's it's um, not a memorable name. Godfall. Mm. Yep. Um. What's it fall for? Uh, Wind, uh, Wild Frost is a card game. That yeah, looks you know like a, a few, a fair few other card games that are out. Something like Inscription, I really enjoyed because of the twist it was adding to it. Um, this does appear to be more of a straightforward kind of card game, which uh, appeals slightly less to me. Yeah, I mean, I've played a bunch of Slay the Spire, and um, I think that nails this sort of yeah hookless card game deck yeah. building game for me it's I'm, like yeah it's it's fun but um there's less of an incentive to go back to it than something with a story like inscription because yeah. all humans love narrative <laughs> well uh totally like accurate the, battle i like the look oh, of this sorry i like the look of wild frost um yeah slay the spire i just ha- i was never quite able to get it to gel with me in the in mm. that way that it has for other people i still am i still am looking for that kind of just straight up card game that I loved that mechanic in Inscription. So, mm. yeah, maybe this will be that, hopefully. Maybe. Or a to- to- totally accurate battle simulator, I believe, has been out for a fair while on the yeah, PC. Yeah, it's been out for ages. It's, like, come and gone on Game Pass. It's uh, yeah. been out for, like, a couple of years, I reckon. 
getting a yeah. Switch version. Uh, Gun Barella by Griana is coming out. That's like a uh, a side scrolling. <laughs> Uh, action game, kind of cool looking pixelati action game. Yeah, like yeah. you're a little cowboy with a gun, uh, little little Mega Manny with a different aesthetic, kind of. Yeah, jumping around in some mines. This looks nice. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a devolver game. They generally have a pretty good level of quality control yep. for the stuff they publish, um, and they do tend to have a bit of a hook. And I don't. Yeah, I don't know. This looks cool. This looks like it could have an interesting story as well. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks like it could be fun. Uh, yeah. We Are OFK is like an interactive story about a band, I believe. Yeah. It's yeah. like a gorillas band, though. It's it's. I don't think it's... Yeah, it's animated, right? It's it's not... Yeah, I think it's okay. a real band that have real songs. And okay. I'm not sure what the... If they were created for the game or, or what, but yeah. It seems as though they were created by the game I, I suppose it's a series already maybe or or this will become a series is the idea right. yeah right okay uh yeah and i it, fake band with a little story about the band it's a uh visual novel type of game about right. a group of people who are in a band and they're texting each other i think the this there's already songs out maybe is what is already out but oh okay yeah okay. cool Gonna make a choice, gonna watch a cutscene. We are OFK. I'll put just a little bit of the song in there. You'll have just heard it, but uh, okay. that'll be a little bit of the real song. I'll just acapella, right? No, we don't, we won't we won't like rip off any of their like. You know, I'll, like no, no, no. I'll just put in the actual song that they released. Just a okay. little clip of it. Just oh, okay. just okay. earlier. Yep. Okay. Um, there's a game that I accidentally misread as Slit, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's me too. Silk. <laughs> oh, <boys. laughs> and it's, it's a puzzle game too, so there's a there's yeah. a puzzle right there in the title. You know, It's <laughs> a game about <laughs> King Canute. Uh, it is a side-scroll, very much in the look of like a limbo, uh, yeah. black and white yeah. side-scrolling <laughs> swimming game. He gets um, a little jellyfish on his head at one point that looks like a dick, which is kind of funny. Reminds me of uh, Far Changing Tides I just played, which was a side-scrolling puzzle game with swimming stuff. So, yeah. Um, I think it looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mini motorways, a little um, little game about building cars. Because, oh, what, you know, the thing that cars go on. What are they called? Roads. <laughs> Min- <to go. laughs> Mini something. <laughs> Car strips. Yeah, this has yeah. been out on... Uh, yeah, this has been on phones for... Ages right. now, I think most people yep. have probably fucked around with it at some. Mini point. Metro is uh, the the same group right. of people, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Played, I played a bunch of that years ago. Same, same. I played played it a bunch of it recently. Actually, I, I just it's a sick um sick little formula. I haven't ever played the Mini Motorways one though. Um, it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Cool. It's it's kind of it's a uh, it it's kind of hard to imagine it translating very well to. A controller scheme, right? Um, it, it's one of those right. ones that is so right. made for the touchscreen because you sort of, if you've not played it, it's uh, it's it's basically cars coming in and you've got to like build roads to connect them to different houses and just kind of one of those, one of those sort of puzzle games where there's like increasing volume of things that you're quickly on the fly having right. to like move right. move paths around and stuff. So obviously, and if it's anything like quickly um, do that touchscreen is um is very yeah. Necessary. If it's anything like Mini Metro, it like it gives you extra little, you know, power ups and options, and mm. put in a roundabout and put in a blah blah blah. Which yep. um, it's cool. It's a great little um, endorphin cycle, little dopamine Absolutely. rush thing. Um, yeah. But also good. Like I love the aesthetic, and it is uh, it's fun to play. So yeah, that's cool. But yeah, like you said, probably best for your uh, your tablets and phones. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Wayward Strand, little interactive story. Human beings, uh, in my opinion, don't give a shit about narratives. <laughs> so we'll see how this one goes. Oh, a twist. Okay. <laughs> um, a little girl talking to her grandma and then there's like a ship flying in the sky later on. Who knows what that is, but it'll be a little interactive story. Yeah, yeah like I wonder if it's... Cell-shaded look. Yeah. It's cool. If it's made by... Yeah, it's an Australian game. I wonder if it's the people who made um, those other ones that were similar. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think this is this is uh, is this hoax? <laughs> I think this is hoax, isn't it? <laughs> this is one of the sketches from the hoax show. <laughs> um, Where's Pointer? Is he showing up at some point? Um, was, no. Um, yeah, they're all the same. They're, you put, mix them into a mix them into a little. Uh, all Australians are the same. Mm. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb, uh, just quickly going through these other ones here. Um, you're, yep. you're a little uh, flat 2D sheep and you're walking around uh, trying to build a little town, it looks like. Another crab's treasure is like a 3D platformer, it looks like. A pretty uh, ukulele-looking kind of thing, uh, right. you're, but you're a crab. They're this describing is not it that. as a Souls-like. This looks, oh, it is um, that one, yeah. yeah this looks, shells-like. Yeah. This looks cool. I'm really down for this. This is probably the one that I'm most interested in from the presentation. I think this looks cool. Sure. Yeah, I saw. I feel like I saw a interview with the the developers and stuff for this one. Like, there's they've released a few uh, more expansive little clips and explanations. But yeah, it's um, it's apparently like a a difficult action game, like uh, Dark Souls. Like what? You never heard of ducks? Okay. Um, what does it mean if it's like souls? It's like it's okay. It's a Metroidvania. Um, now you're talking normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the so okay. Out of all of these, there's uh, uh, this is probably the one that looked the most interesting to me. It's called One Shot World Machine Edition. I have a feeling that that means it's probably come out on things before if it's being called World Machine Edition. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's on Steam and it's from 2016. Right. Oh, wow. But okay. there's a Switch port coming. It's some sort of like 2D top-down uh, adventure, uh, puzzle adventure game. Mm. And uh, it looks like it could have like a cool... It's got a cool little aesthetic of interacting with this computer and... Uh, Walking yeah. around, but that's been out for six years. So <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> on we move. Um, Idle manager. Yep. I I missed this one. Maybe I didn't watch the end. <laughs> uh, I think these were all. There was like a little rapid fire. Um, oh, that's bit right. At the end. So I think I think we're now into the terrain of all these ones. Was shown for like, yeah, yeah. This appears seconds. to be. Japan only as well, given that the trailer here only has Japanese text in it. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. video is from the Japanese Nintendo channel. Right. Okay. But you are managing a uh, idol. Sure. Uh, card Shark, another card game, side-scrolling sort of look going on, kind of a weird little watercolour thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like this has um, been shown somewhere before. This looks very familiar to me, but it's, um, yeah, it's cool, cool aesthetic. Cool idea. Yep. Cursed to golf. Now, yeah, I I just watched this. I feel like, yeah, this definitely was one of the ones from that rapid fire thing. This yep. looks cool. This is like a a golfing platformer. Yeah. I was going to take a gamble and say this might be a Tommy appealing one. Mm. Uh, yeah, this looks good. I have a feeling this is out on a few 
things already, maybe? Well, there we go. I think but that's I- the other thing about these Switch Indie Worlds is that sometimes... Uh, just switch presentations in general is it's like Assassin's Creed 2 coming yeah. out. And you're like, <laughs> oh, great. So it's still uh, playing then, release date coming soon on, on Steam. At least. Um, as with uh, okay. that other one that was that was six years old, Nox, like, um, if you didn't know about it, then it is... Uh, right. It's it's cool. It, yeah, it, and look, it's the new. Switch is still just a really good place to play indie games, especially. Well, I, I, I might dispute that when we get to the <laughs> review. but um, <laughs> Sure. Yeah, a bunch of other stuff here. Oh, a couple more things. A couple more left. Another old game from the PC called Opus Echo of Starsong. It's like the third in a, uh, a trilogy. A guidebook of Babel is like, uh, or I suppose Babel. Uh, yeah. You, you're walking around, um, you know, exploring. <laughs> <laughs> you can go look it up yourself. I, we we gotten so far through it felt good to just kind of tick <laughs> off every, every game that they'd... Uh, Mentioned, and there's also another one called Super Noda Game World, which I think you're just handing out noodles to people Japan and stuff only. like that. Yeah. <laughs> However, the, um, yeah. the uh, uh, yeah, Opus is uh, people people rave about it. People love it. Um, I think I'm gonna check this one out eventually. Story I have it on driven. Steam and have never never done anything with it. Right. Hmm. Story driven puzzle thing that people rave about the story of. By all it account. is. Okay. I think the third one in a trilogy, though, so you may need to dig back into the past to know but and one of the ones that came out as of uh release of this uh direct it came direct two switches immediately after the direct was gibbon beyond the trees yes <laughs> yes i don't know yes, if they're trying yes. to be funny with that name i assume <laughs> so because it's one of the silliest sounding names yeah it's like, also one of those ones where it's like it's the first there's no need right. for a subtitle. You could have called it Gibbon. And I'm sure there wasn't a game called Gibbon. Yeah. Mm. Anytime there's a colon, it's like no one's bothering when they're talking about it with other people. No one right. is bothering to include what's after the colon anyway. So sure. Just, oh, I played a yeah. bit of Gibbon. Wait, do you mean Gibbon be- beyond the trees? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was a bit vague. It's I a thought great you meant Gibbon, the jungle forever, uh, or <laughs> one of the other hits in the Gibbon series. It's yeah. part of a trilogy, Gibbon before the trees, Gibbon in the trees, and then this is right. the third, Gibbon beyond the trees. Yeah. Exciting. So how's Gibbon? You both played it. Um, yeah, how much have you played, Tommy? Because it's not long. It's about yeah. two hours long, I reckon. I think I'm maybe like halfway through. I've been playing. So, yeah, I've been playing on the iPad because it's, it's on mm. Apple Arcade, which I'm still subscribed to. So I just could get it for uh, free, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, it is hard to imagine how it would play on a console with a controller. It's similar to really? many other ways to me. It seems, it seems very made for, uh, yeah, the iPad. It reminds me a lot of... Um, Fuck, I forget what was it called. It was uh, st- the skiing one, the like s- s- slopes something. Um, I was hooked on it back in the day. And it was a downhill Ski little cartoon. Mm. <sighs> the one scene from James Bond, uh, The World Is Not Enough. Was no. it? There was one that was like skiing and snowboarding and it was like um, and you just like held down steep. to go there down and let go to do a jump. Yeah, yeah. And you would... Uh, yeah, I think, it, yeah, and then you would, like, you could hold down to do, like, spins in the air and stuff and yeah, speed yeah. and stuff like that. It kind of reminds me a lot of that. It's all very momentum-based. 
you are uh, so you're a little gibbon swinging through the trees. You're holding one finger down on the screen to grab onto branches and kind of swing along them, and you're trying to kind of let go at the right time as you get to the edge of a branch to kind of like get get the right momentum up in the air. And if you hold uh, both fingers down on the screen, you will run along the surface of the branch or the ground or whatever it is that, you know, whatever you're nearest to. So you kind yeah. of, you're having to make the call between, yeah, what is it better to swing or is it better to run? And you're having to like kind of time your, like your release off the edge of a branch to like make it over cliffs and stuff like that. So it's very Got like, time you release. yeah, getting into the rhythm of like the, the swinging and the, and the momentum that you're building up. Although it, you only ever need to do the run bit where you're, you're landing on like a downward hill because then it gives you extra speed. But otherwise, you never need to run. You only ever yeah. Have to well, you do it if you like if you fuck up and you hit the ground. Like if you're you know. Oh, I mean, if you're bad at the game, you... sure. But I wouldn't yeah. know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the expert here, given himself. <laughs> here, here on here on the Steam page where it's you know advertising itself, it describes itself as an hour long adventure in story yeah. mode. Yeah, right. It. I guess it probably was about an hour. I felt like a bit longer, although maybe I just had dinner halfway through and forget. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like just an hour, though. It did feel like a couple hours, and um, apparently there's uh, you can go through multiple times because there's a couple of different characters in the in the story. And procedurally generated uh, liberation mode, they call it, so you can right. just sort of do... Uh, Your endless you runner. Know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, on on the on console, you just hold the triggers. It's it's right trigger to swing and left trigger to run, and um, it feels good. Like it does. I, I like that kind of gameplay. It's reminiscent of Oli Oli World, which I forget which one of you brought it up earlier, uh, before the show. I should say, um, initially so similar that I was a bit let down because right. it 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 has that kind of gameplay which is great and you get in the flow of it but it doesn't have layers of complexity like it doesn't like have the Oli Oli world does yeah. yeah um and it doesn't have the sort of silly arcadeness of the mobile versions like yeah i forget what that snowboarding one or skiing one is called but you had your little power-ups and little things and yep um the levels were you know you got your little satisfying points at the end this is very much just like it's a one-shot flows all the way through um, it, yeah, it has 10 chapters and I, yeah, I guess I finished it in under a couple of hours, um, well, but a, I love the art style. That's it. It's, yeah. It's this all is hand a kind a- of a, animated. Yeah. This is a, a kind of the perfect example of what we were talking about earlier where the, the mm. it lives or dies by the aesthetic. It's very like kind of, uh, wa- like uh, watercolory, very like yeah, kind of yeah. hand painted sort of aesthetic that, yeah, really looks beautiful in motion. And this, the sound design mm. of like the, you know rustling through the canopies and kind of birds chirping off in the background and stuff like that is all very like adds to the it's yeah it's more of a it's more of like a um a a nice little kind of piece of artwork that you're sort of running through more than a more than a deep um intricate uh game i think yeah it's That's great. it's I, it's a I swinging love a game simulator like from time to time it's not a walking so, simulator but it has that level of simplicity Mm. It's a fun little swinging simulator. When, and when you do something like that well, it like you know, it's easy to be derisive about like, oh, it's just sort of like an animation that you're moving through or whatever. Like <laughs> right. this game's a GIF or whatever. But when it's done well, like yeah, that's great. That can be a really yeah. fun thing to to swing through this this like 
very well. I'm just watching video of it and stuff. I haven't played this game, but uh, it looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like, yeah, as you progress from, from like chapter to chapter, uh, the atmosphere, the environment changes, the music and the sound effects really um, flesh that out, make it feel real, make it feel sort of cinematic. I, um, I really like that about it. It mm. has terrible frame rate issues on the Switch, though. Like oh. also um, on the also on the iPad and the, right. and the iPhone, it gets to bits where it's like transitioning into a new area. It'll kind of like hitch up a little bit from time to there, time. There's there's an area um, towards the end. It might be the second last or last area that the whole thing is like that. Right. It's uh, a real shame, and I don't really understand why. I guess they have a few more, a bit more animations going on uh, yeah. in, the, in those sections, but it really is like. Uh, well, this isn't fun anymore. This, you right. know, I'm just wait, waiting for this to end. Because what's that, so satisfying yeah. about it is like it's it's uh, it's got that great feeling that I think the best ones of these games have, where when you kind of yeah, when you time your release off a branch like perfectly, and you're getting all the and you're like spinning in the air and you got your momentum going and you're just you're really nailing it. It's so satisfying and just that feeling of kind of like speed and freedom of movement that you've got going on. Um, it, it, so much of it is like, yeah, the smoothness and the fluidity of it is, um, is, is what's so satisfying and fun about it. So it, yeah, Mm. it is frustrating when you hit a little bit where you're flying through the air and it kind of starts hitching, like it really does kind of impede Mm. that sort of enjoyment because yeah, there's not a ton else going on. So it's like, it's the art style and it's that, it's that fluid movement are are, are really the only two things that are happening here. So when one of them's kind of impacted, it's like, it is, you know, it is pretty damaging to the experience. Right. It's it's a shame. Because it seems like the game very much in its sort of um, pitch here is promoting, hey, this is like a little environmental message game where you yes. can, you're going to see the the uh, effect of degibbonization on the world. I like one of these reviews that is listed on Steam here from Pocket Tactics. Gave mm-hmm. it a 9 out of 10. High yep. review. Mm-hmm. And the quote is, encourages players to protect the planet in real life too. <laughs> That's perfect. That's going on the box. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. If you've uh, like, I'm 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 glad that the indie showcase uh, mm. alerted me to the existence of this, a game that was you know technically already in my library and there for me yeah. to engage with if I wanted to. So if you've got Apple Arcade, um, yeah, go look it up and give it a go. I think it is it. Yeah, it's a good, especially if you've got a if you've got a nice little iPad. It um it looks great on that um on that big crisp iPad screen, so yeah uh, I I got yeah. it on Switch I used a bunch of points and it cost me a dollar I think it's like fifteen dollars <laughs> maybe right right um in the store so it is very cheap uh but worth it, it like it that it's it's value like it's what it's beautifully animated yeah. I do like the message um I'd love this team to get more resources to build something a bit more expansive mm. a bit well, longer. Also, this is this is uh. They're, they've made a couple games. Old Man's Journey is a similar looking kind of thing. Uh, okay. Uh, and they've won a couple of like Apple Awards for best game. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Uh, Secret Gardens and Yet It Moves. I don't know how much of. Because mm. uh, I've definitely heard of And Yet It Moves. So that it might be that they've got a little bit of a backlog you can jump into. But there. Having oh, cool. Broken Rules. <laughs> having right. a catalog that includes Old Man's Journey and, and Yet It Moves. Is, is sounds very suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's I, um, why they added the subtitle. They didn't want anybody to misinterpret what Gibbon <laughs> yeah. was on about. Um, I swear to God that a game where you played as a Gibbon 
and you swung through the trees and it was a momentum game, came out at, as a browser game, a pixel art browser game, like 20 years ago. I, I am so confident mm. that this existed before and I just can't find it. So if anyone listening can confirm that, please, mm. please at us, please at me. Because I swear that this is like something that existed. I know there's games like Dino Run, which are similar there, that, but they are yep. endless runners, and they, you know, um, it's sort of a similar aesthetic and stuff. But I swear to God, there was like one that just looked like this game but pixelated. So, so you, uh, okay. I've been racking my brains for it. You look at that game and you think it's giving Gibbon. It's Gibbon. Gibbon. It's, it's gib- Gibbon. It's- it's Gibbon. It's Gibbon. It's Gibbon, it's colon, Gibbon. Beyond the Trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gibbon Beyond the Trees to me. Uh, if you want your partner to be able to see Beyond the Trees and the Shrubs, then you might need to use the services of Manscaped. This episode brought to you by our friends at Manscaped.com. Boys, it's autumn. The leaves are falling, and so should your pubic hair. Mm. Onto the ground Oh let it just fall off Okay So I don't need anything To sort of trim it with I just wait for it To come out <laughs> on its own I fruit. guess if you have alopecia But if you <laughs> don't And that's probably you, The majority of people Get you, my <laughs> fucking balls Out of your Fucking mouth <laughs> You might need The services of Manscaped The performance package 4.0 Is their latest and greatest It has a lawnmower 4.0 I use that to shave my face It has a nice little attachment So I've been having A little like Short beard uh, trim every day or every couple of days. Tommy, Tommy. Yeah. I'm just going to whisper it to you so Ben can't hear us. I yeah, guess yeah. I'll continue talking what's then because I can't even, hear this. Even though we're over the computer. Yeah. Tommy. <laughs> yeah, what's going Ben's on? Got, <laughs> Ben's got pubes on his face, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should tell him. I thought that was a funny filter. I didn't realise that was real. <laughs> we haven't been on Zoom for a while. I've been growing this like short curly beard. It's looking beautiful. <laughs> I've been using all of their products to style it, and it keeps ending up looking like a short and curly beard. No, I've um, I love their their electric razors. Um, I still have the three I've yep. had it for uh, yeah a, a year at least at this point. Um, their products are yeah fantastic. They last long. They're uh, I think semi waterproof, if not fully waterproof. Check the the fine print on that, but. Uh, I fucking love them. We all do, um, mm-hmm. and they uh, they love us. So you should love them as well. And if you want to love them and love your uh, body hair and or other parts of your body and, you know, your nostrils and shit, go to manscaped.com and use the code FILTHY for 20% off and free shipping. That is uh, a product that's already worth full price. You get 20% off. And free shipping. That's ridiculous. A personal recommendation for yes, personal Lord. grooming. Yeah. Yes. Great company, um, great product. Also, speaking of great companies and great products. Yes. <laughs> are we speaking of that? Do we? Uh, wait. Uh, no, we're not, are we? <laughs> Unless you're segueing to a news story. I, no, we're not. Well, I had a segue from earlier. Let me let me okay. loop back to that one. Let's back okay. up the segue truck. Um, so Gibbon, <laughs> Gibbon reminded you, Ben. Yes. Uh, of an old game, did it? Yeah, it did. It, it remind. Yeah, yes, it did. Well, you know what reminded me of an old game that I played this week was what? the game Power Slave. Okay. okay, and is that because it is an old game? It is an old game itself. You've cracked <laughs> yes. the code. Well done. 1996 <laughs> yes. on the Sega Saturn. Well done. And yeah, the um, PlayStation 2? Is that right? So 
it's kind of weird. There were three versions of this game at the time. There was a PC one that was basically a different game that was built in the build engine, which is the Duke Nukem 3D engine. And it was a right. pretty straightforward of the era shooter. And then they made a Saturn version and the PlayStation version is unfortunately a, a, a worse port of the Saturn version. Right. And the Saturn version is... A, a, a shooter of this era still Like it went back when they called them Doom clones type of thing mm -hmm. right. But you're throwing in a couple of little Metroid-y kind of elements there Where you gotta go get this item To be able to jump higher To get onto this platform and whatever Okay, okay They uh, made Yeah, I had a look at this It is very Doomy Or Doom 2-ish, uh -huh. right? It's like sort of flat planes 3D um, alike You know, like I guess Doom wasn't a 3D game for real But it's it's that Sort of thing that you're looking at, yeah. Um, it looks you're looking cool. At, you're looking at blood. You're looking at Duke Nukem. You're yes. looking at uh, Hexen. You're looking yes. at Heretic. You're looking at those sorts of yeah. It's it's of that era and very much that type of game, but with like an interesting little twist from the modern perspective of having this progression that is not typical of the level to level to level kind of thing of those games at the time. So they remastered it. Earlier this year in February, mm. um, uh, they so in the in Europe it was called Exhumed, this oh, wow. game, but in the US it was called Power Slave. Right. I yeah, think which there's a I'm gonna have an to, Iron Maiden album yeah, called Power Slave. I was about to say I yeah I, I googled it and uh, all that comes up is the album by Iron Maiden. So I think that <laughs> maybe that was how it was released in the states, not on the Sega Saturn yeah. on the compact disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think yeah. that album as well as kind of like, you know, Space Egypt type of thing like this is. <laughs> right, right. So uh, they, they definitely took some... I, I'm willing to bet there was a lawyer who was like, don't call it that. Right. <laughs> you can't call it Led Zeppelin 3. What are you talking about? So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely inspired by that. And metal music and, and this era of shooter was so intertwined that it kind right. of makes sense. Totally, totally. So, uh, yeah, the remaster was called Power Slave Exhumed. They just put them together and it mashed all of those versions kind of together. Okay. So, like, like Resident Evil Biohazard. Sure. <laughs> uh, so and, and it, yeah, so that's the version I played for a bit before being a fucking psychopath and going, like, I'd actually rather play the original Saturn. <laughs> <version>. <laughs> yes. But yes, so I can speak yes. to the relevant version <laughs> and to the old version that it is Wowie. doing an update of. Um, the remaster is very, very well done. It has everything that you would expect. It's like redesigned the levels a little bit to kind of make all of these different versions come together into the one thing. So like there are small differences, like the way that certain levels were laid out changed between the versions. And right. there were some enemies who were in one that weren't in others, but they were basically just different looking versions of the same thing. But they've kind of glomped it all together, chucked mm. a few more enemies in to make it a bit... Um, a bit more, not difficult, but a bit more up to the difficulty standards of what like 2022 people who've played a few more shooters might expect mm -hmm. and uh, done a great job with it. It runs really well and you can make it look like the, you know, there's a CRT filter that you can make it look very much like that original style uh, with the low resolution and everything that is appealing mm. to some people, or you can, you know, crank it up and have a pretty decent, looking modern version of a retro game it still looks old you know, right but it's probably well more, more comparable to that game i forget that we played on game pass but or any of those like modern reimaginings of the 
of yes. the Doom clones. I forget the name of there was a big one for a bit, but like, it, yeah, it 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 it's not trying to look you know bump mappy and and modern, right? Uh, it, it is definitely looking like the old game, um, yep. and that old game is still pretty fun. So I mm. went and like. I played a couple of levels on that and went, you know what? Fuck this. I've got a satin sitting over there. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be a, a, a true hero and travel <laughs> back in time to warn younger me. Quick, get a Sega satin. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you'll need it in the future. <laughs> um, it it it's it's a fun uh, early proto. It, people compare it to Metroid Prime. It isn't doing as much as those sort of games that are really focused on that exploration and item finding y kind of thing right doing but it's doing a fun light version of that with a um decent set of pretty well designed levels with like pretty straightforward simple doom era kind of combat you are pointing your weapon towards an enemy and waiting until it is dead mm-hmm. you know right. it is yep. it's not a complicated game but uh, for the time and for what shooters were doing at the time, it really is like, you know, the, a power up you get is to let you sort of float down like Rayman is spinning his hair or whatever Rayman did. And yep. so like existing in the 3D space to that degree in that era was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this game might even be pre-Quake coming out or it's certainly around the same time. So like that that style of 3D was super fresh. That was hot out of the oven. Um. And I think this is, if you have any sort of uh, uh, nostalgia for or interest in that sort of mid-90s shooter, and this one understandably flew under the radar for a while, Mm. it's worth picking up that remaster because it's still a fun game in terms of structure and level design uh, to to this day. Cool. Uh, So this came out in October 96. So, Nox, you will know when Quake came out. Was it before? It was ninety six. It was ninety six. That's Ooh. all I know off the top of my head. Okay, maybe. I mean, they were clearly in development um, in overlapping times. So yeah, yeah. Quake might have been oh, earlier in ninety six. I think I want to <laughs> say May. I want to say May, but like um, I'm not. October. October is. Uh, oh, sorry, September. 96 is the earliest it came out anywhere in the world. So like right, it, that, it right. came out on Sega Saturn in uh in the earliest in September right. 96. Uh Quake came out 22nd of June 96 okay. unfortunately. So this <sighs> is in is a, a post Quake world. So <laughs> fuck everything I just said. <laughs> no, but Go it's, and Clearly, they were they were both inspired by the same stuff that came before them, and um, right. So, lobotomy. Yeah. The people who made this did a port of Quake for the Sega Saturn because they were like one of the few studios who could yeah. figure out how to make that thing play. You know, have a game run on it. Right. They did a Duke Nukem 3D port as well for the Saturn, because um, the Saturn was not good with 3D things. So, mm. seeing this running on yeah. a Saturn is is part of the cool thing about it, uh, and part of why the Saturn didn't do so well in that generation but um it looks like that's all lobotomy did they literally only did power slave and then ports of quake and duke nukem 3d and they acquired it looks like that that sounds right they were they were famous in the satin mags of the time get a couple (laughs) satin mags you know have a couple (laughs) beers or i sit around (laughs) see what the centerfold is oh it's not anything (laughs) there's nothing (laughs) there 
Yeah, they were going to do Power Slave 2, but um, it looks like everything they were working on got cancelled and uh, they all just got hired by different companies, I think. So I this is a, a real weird little curiosity of the era. And was one of those ones where people were like, secretly Power Slave was actually Metro Prime six years before Metro Prime. Right. And it's like, well, not real. It's Met- it's Super Metroid and not doing that as well as Super Metroid did two years before. Like, those right. ideas existed. It's not... But putting them in that first-person context and, like, making sort of platform jumping work okay for that type of game... Right. ...is, uh, is you know, cool to go and have a look at. If, if, if you've got... The, the the part of your brain that is uh, malfunctioning in the same way as mine, where like you can take yourself back to that time and have an interest in that sort of history, mm. then uh, it, it is absolutely worth having a look at. I'd never done it before and cool. um, I'd always been meaning to since that sort of remaster came out. I think this year, I think that was, um, fuck, I forget their name, but they did the System Shock remaster, the name of the studio. Uh, Night fucking- Dive? Yeah, I think it's Night Dive who did. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Enhanced... Adi- yeah, they've done a bunch of... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, money. They, uh, they've they they've done a, a decent modern version of that that people should uh, have a look at, I reckon. I will say as well, uh, the, the the music isn't great, but the, the story is like the best type of like shit mid nineties who gives a fuck about the story thing where like this stupid book opens in an FMV, right? As you like turn the game on, it's like Hell yes. the people of Egypt are afraid of something or other coming back from the dead. And you're a military guy whose helicopter crashed and you are the only one with enough guns to stop this. And you talk to this like disembodied head of like a dead Pharaoh. And he's like, <laughs> Or he, I, I suppose he's one of the gods, the Egyptian gods, and he's oh, like, yeah. "If you get my body back, I'll make you immortal and king of the world." Oh, and the good yeah. ending, spoilers for Power Slave, is that you get made king of the world and rule with an iron fist. But it's like, <laughs> but the world was peaceful. But you just turn into a dictator right at the end. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what? No one's fighting. You're immortal. Very metal. Well, Stargate. Stargate came out in '94, so this all tracks. This is all. This right. makes a lot of sense. Right. Yes, it is all the Space Egypt stuff that is from Stargate. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, um, fuck yeah. That sounds like yeah, a good... Fun uh, game. And if you're a younger person who's maybe given uh, some of those yeah new throwback FPSs a crack, um, mm-hmm. this is a, a one to maybe, yeah, to also... To, Learn to history. Yeah. <laughs> Respect it, it, your elders. It's really... In, to, to put into context where games were at this time and play it thinking, you know, trying to put yourself in the position of the new things about this game or the the competent things about this game being, you know, of their era. Mm. It's a fun little thing to do. It's mm. it's an enjoyable way to, to look at art. Yeah. Well, uh, Tommy, you're the oldest of us. Uh, you've been around the longest and you've been a gamer for the longest. So I think <laughs> let's close this episode off with a little test of your knowledge. Oh, okay. Uh I think that it's reasonable to expect that you'd, you know, be the most knowledgeable. Um, you've, you're six months older than me, so yep. I yep. feel like it's totally fair for me to do this to you. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm but, just uh, a baby over here. I don't know jack are. shit. I was you're a little goo-goo-gaga. That's why you're doing ago. all this history research. you got to catch up. Yeah, um, so what you're doing, right, this, this, this week, PlayStation, I don't know why. But they mm. just put out a big glossary of game terms. They just went, ah, you know what people come to PlayStation.com for? The dictionary. <laughs> <Yeah>. So 
they've they've put up a, a, a pretty long list of um, video game terms and explanations for them, uh, you know, which is a helpful tool and it's actually pretty well done mm. Mm. Uh, here. But they, they range from fairly simple and, and common words that... I would argue, aren't even gaming words. They're simply sure. words. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Up to very specific, uh, stupid, like, irritating gamer slang words that are unnecessary to have even been created in the first place because they describe something that there already was a non-gaming word for. Often. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Like when people... This one isn't on there because I think it's a little outdated. Do you remember when people would call a character in a game a toon? No, no I don't. Double O-N? I'm glad yeah. I, I was living in bliss not knowing that that was a thing and you've, <laughs> you've ruined my life by telling me that. <laughs> well, it, it was an annoying word and I hated it. Yeah. But, so it doesn't go that deep, but there's a bunch mm, of words. and That so, sort of uh, thing. So what's your plan with it, Ben? So you're going to test my uh, knowledge of the... You're going to throw a word at me and I'm going to have to tell you what it What, it what means, the definition what it, is. Yeah, yes. what the gaming definition is. Okay. Ex- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what should we do... Maybe let's do five and if Tommy yep. can get three or more, he's allowed to continue on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say king of the king of the gamers is the, the heavy crown you okay, have to wear. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I get well, the golden you have fedora to, to wear for the... To Doth for the rest of my days. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. If you get three or more, you're the king. If you get two or less, you are kicked off. Because right. it's a political position too, you have to inform people of it when you meet them. Right. So yes. you need to go around telling people that you're king of the gamers whenever you meet them. <laughs> right. Okay, um, sure. So this is this is alphabetical. Uh, how about Nox? Uh, pick a letter. Pick a le- any letter. Uh, F. All right, I'm going to go to F. I'm going to find a term to ask Tommy that. Should we start easy? I don't know. I'll 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 I'll, I'll make it a challenge. I get See to vote on whether we start easy. Okay. No, yes, I'm asking please. Nox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking Nox in the universe. Um, and you know what? I'll read them and I'll mediate as to whether uh, Tommy's decision oh, okay. counts okay. as a yeah, correct good. answer. Cool. cool, cool. Okay, here, this is a good one. Um, F F is. Okay, farming. What does farming, farming mean? Uh, it is basically, let's say you have uh, like the runes in Elden Ring where you you need a lot of them in order to level up um, and you might get to a bit where you're severely underleveled so you know that there's an area that is very easy to gather these runes. There's like a lot of enemies that you can easily take down. So you'll spend your time kind of going around and just doing the busy work of just like getting as, as many of these runes as you can in a very kind of like not not super fun way but of the very like chore way of just going and collecting these these XP things that you need. Okay, Adam, what do you reckon? Uh, it was a great attempt, but it is sadly incorrect. Farming is the act of planting uh, seeds or uh, foodstuffs into the ground and cultivating it so that you can uh, eat it later on. Oh, right. So Not right. necessarily all food, but uh, yeah. generally for food. Because, yep. yeah, I, w- I would have thought that was the real world definition, but also like Harvest Moon is a video game and that's the thing you do in that. So it does. You've got yeah, it. Okay. You've, exactly. got, you've got it there. Okay. It's yeah, a technicality. Yeah. I think up. you were thinking okay. of... Uh, of Grinding. Yeah, right. Right, okay. Okay. But if you'd have said that description for grinding, I would have let you know that that's incorrect. It's using one uh, object to uh, maybe 
chip away at another yeah. object to, mm, to sure. sharpen Surely it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting graded wrong on questions I wasn't asked <laughs> and answers that I didn't give. Okay. I'm just get, it's like an example question <laughs> yeah, at the sure. start yeah, of the yeah. It's an example it's of a, a thing banter. that I could fail at. Yeah. It's a bit of banter, Tommy. You've seen letters and numbers. Okay, Knox, uh, give me another letter. Speaking of which Um uh you. Okay. Ooh, not a lot of uh, options here. Um but uh okay, we'll just go with an easy one then. What mm-hmm. do uh what does the term unlock or unlocks uh mean in gaming? What is what are unlocks, Tom? Unlocks, so like a um like a let's say a cosmetic item or a character or uh something that you might gain access to uh later in the game through making progress in it. Okay, interesting. Good. I, I think that's a good answer, but I'm not the uh, adjudicator. Knox, uh, what's your judgment on uh, Tommy's answer? It was uh, it was a great answer, but Thank unfortunately, you. it is um, uh, incorrect again. It is the act of using uh, one item or a passcode, possibly to unlock either a physical or digital object. It is mm. a, uh, mm. a a way it's a of verb, um, right. Right. Undoing unlock a lock, yeah. Unlock. So you might oh. put a key into a door and unlock the yeah. door. It is yeah, removing again. the lock using some form of uh, yeah. I was thinking specific. like that's a real world thing, but again, that you do also. You get haven't played keys Thief then, Tommy. In, uh, yeah. Resident yeah. Evil. Resident you go Evil. and get it's keys. A big one. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Doom. Doom is a classic one. The sure. blue key unlocks yeah. the blue lock. Yeah. yeah. Locksmith right. Simulator. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Locksmith simulator. That's yeah. what the locksmith's wife does. I tell you, hey, whoa. <laughs> uh, okay. Right, the locksmith was also a woman, by the way. If you thought that <laughs> I was being heteronormative, what? Um, what's that? What's the next letter, Knox? Uh, go C. All right. <clears throat> uh, oh, great. Here's here's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ch- camping. In, in, camping. In, a, in the gaming sense, in this glossary from PlayStation, what does camping mean? Um, well, the act of uh, spending some time away from your place of residence, perhaps in the woods, maybe in a tent, um, it's, it typically is a, yeah, a, a more like a getting back to nature kind of an endeavour. Um, okay. But yeah, being away from, being, being out in the wilderness in like a, in let's say a tent or a swag. Okay. What do you think and, of that, smart guy? Adam, Adam, what's say, your um, what's yeah, what's the adjudication on Tommy's answer there? Unfortunately, incorrect in this context. Uh, mm-hmm. We would have accepted the answer of holding or hiding at a certain strategic location within a map in a mm-hmm. in a gaming sense, or also the act of uh, being vaguely gay in an eighties British comedy. Mm, that would yeah, also be camping. I was almost going to go down that <laughs> down that down that route, but. <laughs> Thought better of it. Yeah. So Tommy, going down that route. Oh, glad you didn't, Vicar. That would be an example. On. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. me using it as a in a sentence. You're zero for three, Tommy. That's yep. uh, you can't you can't win best out of five with those kind of results. I'm sorry, but you are uh, no longer allowed on the podcast. Oh man, you're gonna have to. Nominate wow. someone to replace you. Oh, and, wow. Um, I, I get to pick my replacement? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, it's like, you know, when you leave, you get, uh, you, you know, leave a, a house, like you're a tenant and you leave a share house. You've got to help find the replacement. <laughs> yeah, i got to do say, some interviews with you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the feeling of power that I got being adjudicator went straight to my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah. I think it paid off. <laughs> how, how frustrating did that feel for you, Tommy? Um, not very. 
<laughs> Incorrect again. The answer from your facial expressions yeah. was extremely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the record, you got all of them correct, Tommy. Uh, yeah. You actually would be the king of gaming. And so, uh, as we said before, you'll have to introduce yourself that way. Congratulations. I mean, honestly, I had assumed I would get all of them wrong anyway. So, being told yeah, right. that I was getting them wrong in a different way, I was like, oh, well, it's, it's kind of much of a muchness, really. It could be it's worse, a, yeah. It's a cool little <laughs> list. There's those bullshit words like ganking that are on there. A portmanteau yeah, right. of gang and kill. A gank refers to any in-game death caused by a group of assailants. Like, it's, it's, it's a nice little resource that they've made mm. for people. Yeah. Yeah, it is genuinely good. And yeah, like the, the, the definition for camping was like was uh what Knox read out was, was spot on and like oh, right. I, I mean there's some other stuff. F I didn't know FF was shorthand for forfeit. Um I've never seen that before. Yeah. Typically yeah. people just fucking ditch. <laughs> yes. Instead it's like the GG but for forfeiting. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um <laughs> it's got git good. <laughs> A oh, deliberate God. misspelling of why did they? Good. Why did they publish this? It's the weirdest move. It's so weird. Ken it's has odd. cheeseburgers on here. Like, <laughs> having get good, yeah. But also, yeah, if you're like, you know, a kid, um, you probably a have a bunch. Or a parent. If you're worried, because, yeah. you know, I know that they put out a lot of, you know, minion articles where, where or, or mm. articles, pictures, where they're like, oh, if you see your kid talking about HP, that stands for heavy padding. Right, and so right. So if they're Is, saying um, they've got not got much HP, they're talking about being a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we'd better wrap it up for yeah. another week of Filthy Casuals. Thank you very much for joining us. You can go to filthycasuals.com.au to find all the uh, various things that we have going on. The Patreon that we mentioned earlier, you can get a bonus episode every week about all other kinds of pop culture that we've been consuming. Movies, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes we just riff and have a good time and try and be funny. Mm. Uh, Yeah, you'll enjoy it if you enjoy this. Um, Go check that out. We also have the Bandcamp premium episodes where we do kind of longer form deep dives into a franchise or... Uh, a developer or a, um, a sometimes like a, uh, a ma- an imagined list, a scenario that we kind of conjure up. Always lots of fun. We've got the YouTube videos. Go and check all of them out. Um, heaps and heaps of them up. New ones dropping every week. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We will see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Here under P Podcast, uh, a, a, a long-form spoken um, production where people with no video game development experience uh, judge people who do have that. That's a very, very <laughs> poorly worded. <laughs> and see what they were going for, but it doesn't make sense. Sounds like there's heaps of ellipses in there. Could have used a, a pass by the editor. Why'd they write down um? <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.